0: Good evening everyone and we're delighted to be joined now by John O'Shea who we obviously had on our podcast earlier on uh, this season to speak about uh, Cove Ramblers and Treaty United at the Markets Field. It's now the reverse fixture and time for John to to, get his, to earn his corn again uh, with, with his uh, insight into the opposition but uh, we obviously have Cove Ramblers facing 3D United at St. Coleman's Park on Saturday evening. Uh John, we're delighted to have you on with us and, and thanks for joining us. Perfect. Thanks, Adrian. thanks for having me on again. Um, we obviously have a, a big game, at Munster Derby coming up on uh Saturday evening, you've got the the second meeting of Cove and Treaty. It's it's a massive game for both sides, and they, obviously both sides entered the game as well, John, on, in great form. You've got Cove coming in off the back of two really good victories, one in another big rivalry with Cork City in once the Derby, and then UCD, which was quite unexpected last week, considering how well UCD had been going at home uh, throughout the season. And obviously, Treaty as well, with, with wins over Blaine Wexford. So, it promises to be a game, a uh, very exciting game, with both teams full of confidence
1: yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'd say both teams, I'd say the morale be high and like the, they're both going to in good form. But you know, um, I'd say from a core point of view as well. Like, you know, they're, they're they're kind of in the last two games, they're probably getting maybe, maybe they're kind of getting results that maybe their performances might have merited. You know, in in many instances, like the story of the first like series of games, like, the like in so many games, like the I'd say the performances were fairly like maybe bad. The the first the first UCD game at home. Cool. They actually played fairly well, you know, in nearly all the games really, you know, um like take like Shelburne at the top of the table you now, like like when they, they a couple weeks ago like the Cover went up and they had a penalty to go two and up just before half time and Brendan Clark makes it makes a good save on the penalty. Like so if that goes in who knows that could have been a totally different game. And then there's a several instances like you know Kevin uh away and they were they, they had a good spit on top and you know, they, uh, they maybe a lapse in concentration and they, they, they lose 1-0 up in Athlone, similar. You know, They took the lead up there. And I, did, I think they had a good chance. Like they had maybe a penalty rule out to possibly have a chance to go 2 low, up. But then uh, they, they, they end up losing 2-1. So it was like, it was a case the performances were good. But I suppose the frustrating thing over the first series of games really was that the, 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 I suppose the results weren't showing. So uh, then I, they obviously, did the, the, just before the break, then it was the perfect bit, I suppose, from the end break. With the with the derby win over Cork City and like I suppose you, you can't I can't really say enough for really, oh, how how big a deal like say for how big for Cove how big a deal that was you know and it was the like it was, it was the first time since '95 I think in the league that they had beaten Cork City mm. and you could see out, out even on social media like you could or even the, on, on the ice and the guys the ground you could see the, how much you meant to the volunteers and the the players were on cloud nine like and the, the social media anyone would have seen whole oh, social media, I'll oh, say, Carcass, and Blue, do you know, I'd say they were really, that, that weekend, they'd say, no, they were, I'd say, they were, they were really, I'd say, in clown nine for, for those couple of days or that weekend. So, like, but I think definitely that just gave them that belief, I'd say, just to win, just to, yeah, I'd say, just, to, can't, and obviously, they've clearly taken in, them um, into the, the UCD game, you know, and to go up, go up there, I, I probably would have, I'd, I'd imagine, like, if if you offered them a draw, probably, before up to play UCD they probably would take taken it, but like to go up and get all three points and just and the manner they did as well. You know, it wasn't a smash and grab, like it was a real, mm. it was they, they fully deserved it. You know, um, like I know like they went to up and then Wheeling, Colin Wheeling gets a penalty back, but I think that was as close as UCD got on tonight. So I like Lee Devitt had a great chance to put core three one up. Um, but like, you know, so I it was so it was definitely a fully deserved win. And maybe they might think now that the, the, the morale is good and they're starting to get going to get the. There reward, were rewards to the performances, that you know.
0: Yeah, definitely, and and obviously you mentioned there that the, the performances in the in the most parts were good. From from Cove, frustratingly throughout a full round of fixtures, then they felt like the, maybe the points tally wasn't there for that. But the great thing about the division, John, in, and the first division is because of how open it is. Like coming into this game now, for instance, this is a huge opportunity for Cove. Uh, to really stake a claim to going back into the midst of that playoff race because currently, obviously, they're eight points behind Treaty, who are third, in third place. They're not even in fifth position. But if you beat Treaty, you're clawing Treaty back to within five points of you uh, as well as the other teams because if you look at it, you've got, you know, UCD and Bray are playing each other on the night as well. Uh, Galway and Tilly. Uh, playing each other on the night as well all the teams around you so there are going to be losers in those games too and possibly even all of them if there's draws so it really would catapult Cove back into the, the race uh, for the playoffs which many people tipped on to being around anyway at the start of the season
1: Yeah, I, absolutely I, I think and that was definitely the one thing I found even from talking to the like in, in the build up to the season as well like the players and the management you know I'm not sure maybe outside maybe nationally maybe with the people maybe I hope but the division that the teams that really like Shelburne like Cork City Galway but definitely down in Cove like talking to Stuart Ashton and interviewing like some of the players in the lead up to the season there was a real there was a real belief and there was a real like I'd say determination the camp to have a push for those at least the playoffs you know and if not even like they were saying like promotion was the goal and you know i say that, that maybe that and with, with the way the league is now as well, that clearly hasn't changed like you know and if you get a bit of momentum you know it, it makes a big like, makes a big difference in this league like two or three wins like Cork City, even down at night at the moment, if they got two or three wins on the trust, you know, they are catapulted by right, right back into the mix as well. And that's the exciting, really, about the first division, is it? Well, you know, it's it's it, it probably keeps the season alive, maybe heading into towards maybe the next couple of months. Yeah, I September think they wouldn't believe
0: year. you, John, really, like, would they? Because, like, you've got a situation where. Really, right now, outside of, OK, Shelburne look like they're pulling away. You'd find it hard to back against them to be outright league winners, especially with the quality they have. And the fact that they're they're beating teams like Bray and Galway by four one four nil. you know, it's really convincing stuff. And then obviously you've got Wexford at the other end, that even though they've had a bit of, you know, a bounce in terms of their performances under Ian Ryan, the results haven't really shown that either, though especially in the performance and result against treaty last week so really outside of the very last team in the division and the very top team in the division as you said even Cork even though they're not showing great form everyone still has a chance that's the great thing about that format with with the playoff places uh, for the last couple of seasons
1: yeah well, though, like you know I think um, even, even going, back, going back to last year as well like Cove they probably started they probably started a bit slowly in, in 2020 I, I know there's a, COVID, there was a big delay and all of it but they they ended the season fairly strongly in the, the latter kind of months of last year, and they had a few big away wins going to away to the likes like Galway, like Drogheda, Longford, and they managed to win those places And like two of those teams obviously know up in, in the Premier Division, and they look at like Drogheda flying in the Premier Division as well. Like so,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, it, it keeps the season you know alive having those extra playoff spots, and it, it's kind of like I kind of it's kind of similar like to like the Championship over in England as well. You know, you could have a you could have a team maybe who come like. Who gets on a real surge of momentum in the latter kind of few months of the season and this cat catapults up there? And like you might have a team who starts, who might have started well, and then they there could be kind of like staggering over the line and kind of getting into the playoffs as well. On yeah, the other side, of yeah. so like,
0: have, yeah. sorry, John, yeah, go on.
1: So, no, yeah, and so definitely, it's you know, it's all about momentum, and I think as well, there's a good chance maybe for Cole like, like three this Saturday, I think, and then I think they're home to X for next weekend on the Friday, so. If they, if they were to get like if they were able to get six points six those games, like they're, I mean, like I think you're right, right on the court, at least probably, maybe on the court, like just right outside the playoffs, but like you're, you're right back in the mix, so like, um, there's plenty to play for, and like, even. Like from, a, like from a treaty perspective as well, like, you know, it's, you know I
0: was just it's about to say, I'm going to have to shut down your, I'm going to have to try and shut down your optimism for for Cove and uh, put my own two pence on it. Because even though I mentioned how big an opportunity it is for Cove, John, on the, the other side of that, other side of the coin, it's also a huge opportunity for treaty because if you were to beat Cove, can, even though it'll only have been 12 games I believe, uh, to be played, uh, in in the league you know not reaching the halfway point yet to put 11 points between you and the team in 8th place is massive when when you know you're kind of almost putting those teams down out of your way for a while and putting a gap between you so that'll be Treaty's uh, point of view as well I suppose is that they'll they'll have equally as much opportunity now as Cove and, and maybe a little less pressured as well obviously going into this game too
1: Yeah, exactly so it could be the and even the fact that the crowd, obviously, I think it's the first game like COVID ever crowds back as well. So
0: mm. it
1: could be like often have I was in like turners Cross last week, the Crocs, he can have like you can often see maybe the the crowd, obviously maybe the you the, 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 the way a team might have the actual maybe the vocal deck of the spectators, but you know, I think just to, it probably motivates the opposition as well to kind of you know the feed off and maybe try to silence the, the home the home voices in, in that sense. But like it's a, it would it would be a big I'd say for treaty, you know, and like they're having a magnificent season, you know, from looking at us, well, like, you would have seen a lot more than we and we hope tonight, but, you know, just the job that Tommy barras is doing there is, is is fantastic, and you could see, like, the terms of the men management and even the players that he's brought in, like, they really they look like you know, a United camp, and it's even, like, even watching clips, like, of the, like, away from home, like, you know, he was the first away even last week against Wexford, but... Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. And like, but even before, like you know, going up to Shelburne, like they, I was watching of the handling and the LOI service, and like, they they, they look they look they're great at night. Nice. And then, then obviously going away to um, like the UCD as well, that that, 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 that look like a very entertaining contest as well. So like, I think that will give them kind like to you know, obviously going to Shelburne, who who look like they're kind of maybe could be pulling away at the top of the table, and to go for to, Treaty to go there and, and play as well as they did. And I give them the good confidence to, wherever they go in the country, really, that even, even Coleman's parallel Saturday night, that they can go down there and kind of put in the performance and and, and get the result that they need, you know.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll come to, obviously, one of your former players, that uh, will call Andrew's former players in Charlie Fleming in a minute, but there's another former player first uh, that I'd like to come to. And I suppose ask your opinion on it, because I know you wouldn't have seen, as you said, a lot of treaty outside of maybe against Cove or likes, but are you surprised with the feedback and what you for? Because obviously Anthony O'Donnell received the Player of the Month uh, for the first uh, month uh, with with treaty United. But him and Sean Gearns have uh, formed a really solid partnership at centre back. Uh, John uh, Anthony O'Donnell has also scored three goals as well. He's been very dangerous in every game, nearly from from set pieces. From his time with Cove, uh, are you surprised with with the impact that Anthony O'Donnell has had at this stage of his career uh, in the League of Ireland First Division? Um, uh, in a, in, a, in, a, in, a,
1: in short, but no, not really, no, really, because um, I'm not at no, all surprised really to see how well he's kind of go up there and make an impact. Because uh, even even obviously with Cove, like he was he was down there on the side, I think, that they, I think they got to the playoffs in 2016, like he was a he was one of their one of their probably standout performers, really. Like he was it was good, he was a reliable operator, and he was there. But even in the meantime, in the Munster Senior League, like it was um, he was a very good team Mahan Rangers who would have been pushing and changing for the title at the top there and I think they got to the semi-final of the FA Intermediate Cup as well but even even from playing, watching him in the Munster Senior League I would have seen in the last couple of years when I would have seen him Ring Ringmechan there was definitely a sense that you know he could still do a job at League of Ireland level and that's I think that, that, that obviously uh, cop, that, that was kind of evidence really um, in, when, I was, when I was talking to him in the lead up to the season as well I was just was talking about oh Going back into League of Iron Football, he just did an interview with the, with the Echo down here, and you could see as well he kind of really they keep, he had a point to prove when he was hungry to to have another crack off League of Iron Football. And you know, it, it felt like the right time and the right opportunity, he was kind of saying. And he was looking forward to working with him with Tommy Barrett again. And you know, it, I suppose Anto O'Donnell is probably he's, he's you could you could name out a number of five different players I, I, would, I would I'd expect. I would, uh, to be honest, looking at Treaty, and they're kind of in a similar boat as well. They're, they're guys who are coming in from the likes of the Munster Senior Leagues, or I know there's a few guys there from Canarny Celtic as well. Yeah. And it's what well, these guys, they're coming in, and I suppose they're used to maybe, competing for, like to, could be able to compare to like, maybe for three of a lot of young fellas, maybe from underage, level under 17, under 19, and they might have that first-team experience, but you have the likes of guys coming in from Canarny Celtic, or and, and this was Nancy O'Donnell's case, ring that. Mm-hmm. And they're used men's football, I suppose, um, and and they're, they're winning and maybe competing at the latter ends of your RFU junior and intermediate cups, and they they know they have this opportunity to kind of maybe they have they've shown that potential maybe in the intermediate junior ranks, and they're and Tommy Barrows and Tree have offered them that chance.
0: Yeah, Again, and obviously as well, John. You have um, would say Charlie Fleming obviously played for for Cove. I'm not sure if you play, you can correct me on this if I'm wrong in a, in a second, Daniel, anyway, but I, I think Charlie Fleming was uh, a was, uh, mainstay in the squad for, for a few years anyway at Cove. And obviously he went to to Cork City and he was fairly vocal about how he didn't feel he got a fair crack at with uh, with Cork City. But he has had certainly had a stop start uh, season with 3 United. Obviously of his own doing in some ways because he was starting with the team until that ridiculous sending off against Cove in in Maxfield, where he was probably too wound up, I'd imagine, for, for the game. That's certainly the way it seemed to be. And that a very silly headbutt, which put more spotlight on, on him and the 3D team at the time with, with the red card count. Uh, but he's managed to get back into the team. More so, me and my contributors on on the podcast have said, probably more so out of luck with the timing because of certain injuries and the fact that Jack Lynch had then had to move from right back to to central midfield but to be fair you know he's staying in the side um i suppose look it's going to be a game though where you know cove will probably target him over his temperament now um and, and maybe an order turner played on the left wing that's certainly something that maybe cove uh might be targeting on on saturday evening
1: yeah um yeah it, it, it'd be really interesting like actually for for charlie Fleming in that sense because they He's a guy who I'd say he only grew up um, a couple of minutes away from from St. Coleman's. Yeah, Park. you mentioned
0: that last so, week actually, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I would say, like, and, and, and I'd imagine a lot of the, the I think, it's a, out, the, 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 the limited spectators that will be there under the restrictions, with the, the fans that will be there, I'd say, a good few of them would would probably know him or they yeah, could pass yeah. on the street and co, or, <laughs> And first, so like, it, it, it'd be an interesting kind of a, a night for him in that sense, you know. But I would imagine as well. I'd imagine three. I'd imagine Tommy Barrett as well. After maybe the reverse game as well, he'd be told just to kind of keep the cool, to kind of keep the head. Like don't get involved in any kind of chit chat or if, if any core players or anyone's trying to get under your skin. Kind of thing, so, but like he's a good lad, you know. From from what I've seen him, he was a good. I felt when he, when he was a Cove, like he, he was good. Like in terms of go up and down the wing and his effort. Um, so he, like, he was a mainstay in, in the Cove side for a good number of years. And even look at, like, at Cork City last year as well. He was in, at, at the start of the season, like, before COVID and the pandemic brought him into a, excuse me, to a halt. He was, like, he was, he, he actually looked fairly good. Like, I remember I saw him, I was watching the game against um, St. Pat's, and he was really, like, so he, he was bombing up and down the wing. And so he, he had a, he put a great, like, a, you know, he was putting good crosses into the box and, he, it was going fairly well for him. And then, unfortunately, the whole thing kind of came to a shot. And it, it didn't help Crox City, I suppose, yeah. in the whole, really, in the sense, you know, because it were maybe a newish team and Neil Finn was trying to kind of build from scratch really either. And there was a good number of loan players. So it it, it it probably just didn't work out maybe for him and for and for for Crox City and for Fleming in that sense. But, you know, I'd say he's definitely a guy who's always been eager to play. And the proves have a league around level... And I think like they do a treat. Do he's def, I'd say he definitely would see it as a good opportunity as well to kind of to stay stay in there and to to push keep, keep pushing for the playoffs. You know,
0: yeah, it's a great opportunity for Charlie himself to to write the runs of the game in the Max Field and and obviously prove a point, I suppose as well. That is one thing I have noticed. To be fair, is that no, no matter how bad it's going for Charlie Fleming in the game, he he does still stick to going up and down the wing, as you said, and and tries to support his winger as much as possible and. Speaking of obviously me and you in the past, John, have spoken at length obviously about the, the fact that there's four ex-Limerick FC players playing in the, the the Cove squad and you've got obviously uh Lee Devitt is is from Clare, which is very close to, to Limerick is, is where he's living. Um how has how has the season been going uh, for Lee so far in in the games you've seen? Uh, because I know that at the start of the season he was kind of at the, on the left of a narrow four there when in one of the games I saw. But since then I haven't really seen much. of Kobe. So how has it been going? I suppose.
1: Yeah, I think he's really um, he's been over this season and definitely last season as well with COVID. Obviously missed open goal different to the playoffs. Um, yeah, I think Lee Davis over 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 that period of time he's probably been one of COVID's best performers. If I'm being honest with you, really, you know, and um, the effort he puts in there is, is great, you know, and maybe you, know, you could never fault his work rate, and you know, and he, 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 he he's probably, he's probably been lucky not to kind of get on the score sheet. a bit more eager, To be honest, you know, I mean, like even going back to last week up in UCD, he had a good chance, and um, obviously it was saved by Lock and Healy, the UCD keeper. But yeah, you know, he's really, joined and he's kind of gone into the middle of the park in the latter, in the more recent games because Pierce Phillips has been out through injury, but I, I think Pierce could be coming back now as well. From injury. But yeah, he, you know, he's a he's a reliable operator. And I think he's the kind of guy who Stuart Ashton puts him into the team to kind of do a job more like he more than like more often that he, he will do it. And so I think definitely core fans have definitely taken some down there. And uh, you know and, and it, it is a good day. you could see as well, you know how committed he is he has been as well obviously to be coming up and down as well from from the like, like from limerick that the Limerick direction a couple of nights a week you know, and it I suppose it shows really the, the buy-in that he can see what Cove are doing and what what Stuart Ashton, where what, he's the direction that the, that the club are trying to go, in. you know.
0: Yeah, I, I know, and and actually speaking maybe a, a, a brief bit and how both teams will line up. Obviously, Treaty have a, a kind of a sustained injury list at the moment, but you know, the likes of Conor Meldy and Aaron Fitzgerald haven't played at all really uh, for treaty so far this season. But Clyde O'Connell, and Sean McSweeney are two players who. We probably would be right, but they definitely would be right in a show with a And you No, know, it depends on whether they come back or not to what formation I think time play player Shaw McSweeney's there, it could be a four-two, three-one formation. But if not, it's more of a tight 3 he plays there, where he plays a four-three three almost flat with Ed McCarthy there. Uh I we were speaking the other night on our other podcast with Noel and Jason O'Connor, and they kind of almost agreed that a pitch in, in the ilk of St. Collins Park kind of suits 3D United. In that the way 3D United defend and how uh, narrow they like to get, and you know how, how hard they like to make it uh, in the middle of the pitch. So it will be obviously hard for, for Cove to break down. But in saying that as well, uh, John, you've got a, a striker now in, in Jake Hegarty who's coming into the game high on form after scoring against one of the best sides in the division twice away. So it promises to be a good battle. Do you think actually that Stuart Ashton will play a similar four-two-three-one 2 3 one, or what, what way is he likely to line out?
1: Um, I'd say I would imagine. I would. I would imagine so. Um, Adrian, tell you, probably he's. It, that's kind of the way he even home and the way that's kind of generally at the time. For my like, for watching Cove, that's kind of um, the way they kind of generally seem to be kind of lining out. And it's someone like like Jake Hickersley would be at the top of the, uh, in in the attack. And like he's been like the last couple of weeks of the well. You know, he's 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 kind of you could see he's all, in the Monster Senior League with Middleton in the recent years. He was a port and like a regular score and. You could see, you know, by my word, he's he's bringing that into um into the League of Ireland with, with Rambler's in the last couple of couple of weeks, and I suppose in the first parts of the season as well. just thinking about like Jake, he had to, he I suppose he had to be kind of a bit patient at the start because um like a, a lot of games he came on, he was on the bench for a good number of the first series of games. But that was made down to be the like Kieran Griffin, who the, who came in and he 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 had done fairly well up up in attack. But then Kieran Griffin um, got injured, so like I, so he he was kind of kind of brought into the starting eleven, and like I suppose they made it the as well in terms of the, the competition for places at Cove this year as well. That there, there's a, there's a strong competition for places. That you know, there's guys coming in like Hegarty who could do a job, and even at the fullback John Kavanagh as well who would be one of Cove's like I suppose in terms of Premier Division experience as well, and mm-hmm. um, with the likes of Cork City and uh, Finn Harps and uh, you know and the like. So it was, he, to lose a player of him to injury as well, you think maybe that like you know it, it was it, it it's a loss. But um, in fairness to to him, James McCarthy has come in in recent weeks, and he, he he's you know he's he hasn't looked. looked you know, he, he, it's, it's like Kevin hasn't been mistreated, and that's uh, that's how good James McCarthy has done. I mean, the full back position, so definitely like there's there's plenty of competition for places there. Like and you think of guys who haven't even come into the side, yes, um. It's got Rooney, a guy um who was with Ipswich Town underage. Like and by, by all accounts, he's been absolutely ripping it up in training. But like, he's just been unfortunate through injury that, though yet like, injuries kind of held him back from actually kind of getting in. Uh, I suppose being fit on match night. So, and the uh, Rediggs is another guy who oh, I'm really looking forward to seeing when um he gets fit. Like he was, though he's a big kind of a strong centre forward, and he was down like in Warford's first team around 2019 and he was scoring from as well. but like, I think like, he he kind of picked up a, a, a bad injury before the start of the season but I think he's working his way back and hopefully the next couple of months Cove, Ramblers fans will see more of him as well but overall definitely Joe I think from in terms of looking at the squad in terms of competition for places it's probably as strong as it's been for in a good few years down in Cove really you know
0: Yeah and I know Stuart Ashton was very disappointed with the way his um, Cove team played tonight at the Markets Field when Treaty did go down to ten men, I suppose if he looks at it now, he might be more forgiving with the fact that Treaty have went on and and got good results. We're going to put ourselves our own heads on the chopping block here, uh, John, and, and go for a prediction ourselves for for the game. What what way do you think the the, the game score prediction for Saturday evening?
1: Like honestly, I was just kind of thinking about it earlier. It's a, it. I think it's going to be very hard. It's a, it, it. You know, both teams are into it and in kind of good confidence and in, in, in good form as well. Like it. It's it's actually it's 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 a it's a hard one to call, but like, uh, could I, could I, if if I put my neck on the line, for it, um, I'd probably go. I, I think with the momentum I think that that Cove had picked up, the fact that they're at home and the fact maybe that the uh, there'd be a few spectators in as well, I think that I'm, I'm I might just go for a narrow kind of Cove win, and that they're going to kind of build on that momentum. But I suppose in saying that, I won't be the one one bit least surprised if it ended in a draw. Or treaty he in the guy with three points either, though. it's gonna be a very close game. And like, they're, they're kind of two, like, they're two well coached teams, there's two good managers there. And like, they're and they're the you know, there's the squads are kind of similar enough fish as well. In the, in the sense, of a lot of guys have you know, got a good few lads coming in from the likes of the Munster Senior League, similar to a few of the treaty lads. So I think it, it will be a close one. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and it'll be interesting to see who, who does come up on top, you know.
0: Yeah, certainly will be the case. I'd love, because you've said a narrow cove and I'd love to really go against you know and put the boot in hope for a 3 win but to be honest with you if I was to go with my gut I do think it might end in a one-all draw or it'll be very tight in that respect so I'm, I'm kind of sitting on the fence now which, which wouldn't be wouldn't be like me as such but uh, yeah I, I think it might be narrow and and John if I, if I do manage to get my uh, acc- accreditation uh, for, for the game or my, my pass I, I'll be coming over to you if it's a 3D win straight after the game to, to say that you were wrong but um, obviously thanks very much, John, for, for joining us again and, and obviously we are we're, we're delighted to to have you on uh too. And you know, we, we we'd love to have you on again and we might even have you on again for that third round fixture for uh 3D United versus Cove at, at the markets field. So thanks once again for joining us, John.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, Adrian. And hopefully for that game, there might be both if they're if the both gonna up, maybe competing for the playoff spots, you know. If there's something underlying that, into it would really add a bit of spice as well, you know.
0: Oh, absolutely, it would be great. Um, thanks everyone for for joining us uh this evening.